everyone. Welcome to Beyond Sunday. I'm here with Kevin Madsen, who preached this weekend on all of our campuses except Brentwood, right? Your dad was in Brentwood. Pastor Steve was Brentwood out had there. had to settle for a sort of a lesser. Had to, had to settle? Yeah, yeah, Oh, you handle that with your dad at home? It yeah, sounds yeah. like a fun conversation. So you talked about James chapter 5, verses 1 through 5. five. And so right away, I just have to talk about something that I, I had an issue with right at the beginning. Let's go. And that's that as soon as you walked out during the nine o'clock service, you said, what's up y'all. You're not from the South. Why do you say y'all? Ooh, I'm really glad you, I'm really <laughs> glad you said that. This is what I grabbed out. So of the I've first recently like discovered what a powerful word y'all is. And it's because if I come out and say, what's up guys, half the people in the room are not guys, but isn't guys like a, it's kind of like an all-encompassing word in 2019. It is for so this literally came out of a very long Facebook thread where my little brother asked. Hey, I saw this. He said like, yes. "Hey women, how do you feel when we call uh-huh. you guys?" And some women were like, "I don't care." And some women were like, "It's not my favorite." We're like, and then yeah. uh, this person came in and said, "This is why we in the South invented the world's most magical word, and it's called y'all." y'all. And I was like, "It's a good point." But don't you seem like inauthentic when you say it? Because I felt that about you. I. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So may, what you're saying is you either need to go like full south. Right. Yeah. So maybe that's what, maybe I need to learn, lean f- like further in. Say all the words. And just listen to terrible south. music. <laughs> anyway, uh, you, so you talked about wealth worship. Yep. And you talked about Duracell versus Energizer batteries, which I didn't know one. You didn't realize that one was better. No. Energizers are. Yeah. I yeah. always thought Duracell because that's what we had in our house too. Yeah. Come to find out we were also poor. Who knew, dude? So, so that's interesting. But I had, I had a few questions. There was some things that really jumped out to me. And I think one of the, one of the biggest things was you talked a lot about awareness and recognition. Yeah. And then you had some really clear practical things. One of the things I'm struggling with most is when I think about generosity and love, I know the person that I see on the, the sidewalk or, you know, the person sure. that we always talk about. How is this really manifesting itself in your life right now? Yeah. Uh, I think one way, I think I was pretty clear throughout the sermon that I don't, I don't have a five-step plan for how to, like, achieve a level of confidence in this. Um, I, I think that the main way, this is going to sound like a cop-out, but I genuinely believe it's not. The main way it's manifesting itself in my life right now is I'm struggling with it and thinking mm-hmm. about it all the time. Mm-hmm. And I think if that doesn't lead anywhere, it is a cop-out. Because yeah. you're just like, I'm going to feel some feelings about this, and then I'm going to go back to the way I was, whatever I was doing before. But, oh, I guess there's, here's a practical example. So I'm doing some like side work that wasn't really in our budget and uh, for a friend's business. And... talking to my wife about, I I think it'll be X amount of dollars that come in. And I'm realizing that we're like already spending the money Hmm. and it hasn't even come in. And I, Trish and I on Friday, I was like, Hey, I don't have time because I'm like right in this to like fully come up with a plan for this right now. But I think we need to rethink some things. And I think Trish and I early in our marriage, uh, we had this phrase called calm down where we were like, we never want to calm down. Hmm. Like we want to keep like pedal to the metal, pedal to the metal mm-hmm. as far as following Jesus. Like what is that? Mm-hmm. And take risks and actually believe that Jesus means what he says. And that's the type of life we want. That's full of like the adventure that the kingdom of God promises, but all around us are just opportunities to embrace safety and security hmm. and 
homogeneity, if mm. that's a word, yeah. homogeneousness. No, sure. Yeah, both of them. Just kind of fit in with everybody else and do what everybody else is doing. And, and Trish and I, on Friday, I was like, both of us were like, I feel like we calmed down a little bit. So we need to. Wow. And so what I don't have is this is exactly what it looks like. But um, yeah, I'm, I'm authentically wrestling with it and trying to say, what would it look like? I mean, the two takeaways that I had are, let's, what if we invited other people into our finances? That's crazy. When you're sitting there, I was like, no, I know. I'm not going to do that. But why? Cause it's insane. Like you said, it's insane. It, but then I was like, Oh my gosh. I was having a conversation with a, a good friend that we both love Clint Byington afterwards, uh -huh. after service last night. And he was like, I thought that. And I leaned over to faith, his wife or yeah, uh, Sheree, his wife, faith is his daughter. And he was like, um, so who should that be? And he was like, and my first thought was, it's got to be someone older than us and someone that has more money than us. Because yeah. I don't want to show it to you know, the right. opposite. And then he's like, but then even that, I was like, no, that's the problem. The problem is like we've, we've given money so much power in mm -hmm. our lives. Because the reason why it feels so weird to show it to somebody is because it says something about you. Mm -hmm. But it shouldn't say something about mm -hmm. you. No, it's a whole level, another level of accountability. And like just immediate conviction totally. over so many things. Totally. I feel that way too. Yeah. I shouldn't have bought most of this. Yeah, totally. So, and that doesn't mean, and I don't know, this is the thing that I'm, that I'm wrestling with as well. Um, I think the gospel of like, I don't know, this might, this might ruffle feathers. And I think I'll probably say this in second service, but like, I think give 10% and the rest is for you is garbage. Mm. I don't think that matches up with anything that Jesus says in the new Testament. Like where do you see, uh, check this box, follow this rule, and you're good. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, remember all those rules you had? Let me give you two. Follow me, love others. Love me, love others. So yep. it's way more complicated. Well, I think this is the this is the thing. Like it, That's taking an Old Testament thing and mixing and matching it with like New Testament philosophy. And if you look at what Jesus directed, and you, you mentioned this when you talked about the speaker from the If Gathering, yeah. looking at someone and just saying, I love you before you say anything. Yeah. That posture for a lifestyle is radically different totally. than totally anything we, we experience or see or is really exemplified from most people. But in the same breath, when you talk about how this, this manifests itself for you, there are people that we both know who are extremely generous people. Yep. And you just know that about them. Yep. You're just like, gosh, they're so generous. And that's what marks them. And then that th I was thinking about this when you said, if you can get a gig with a Christian boss, if, if it was known that getting a gig with a Christian boss is the best thing ever because they're more generous with how they pay, they, they treat you better. I'm like, everyone who should talk about Christians shouldn't just be like the couple of people that we know that we're like, gosh, totally. they're just so that generous. That should be all of us. Yeah. Like it says, they will know us by our love. Mm -hmm. Like it's, they will not know us by our rules. They will not know us by our wealth. They will not, by our love. It's yeah. very simple. And I think that's where the tension comes in even more so because there is still when you talk about if someone were to see my finances, should I not have any fun? Like, should I not be spending money? So on that's the gray area that, that I feel like when I say I'm inviting you into a struggle, I think that's what I mean mm -hmm. because what it actually means is not, we don't just get to just like check boxes and not think about it and not worry about it. Because if we did that, then inevitably we're going to be whipsawed by our culture. Mm -hmm. And you're going to just the inertia, just mm -hmm. all the cultural forces around you are going to point you towards the value system that we have here. So right. I think what it actually means is we need to be regularly checking in with God, regularly checking in with a spouse or anyone else that has and saying like, hey, are we sure that our spending is still reflecting the kingdom of God? Can we can we talk about it? Are we and what we have to believe 
and this is this is like one of the great lies that I think gets told about Christianity is that that is not a sacrifice. Hmm. It's not. Hmm. We think it's a sacrifice, right? But Jesus is saying, I came to give you life. I came to give it more abundant. This is how you're supposed to live. This is better for you. Mm-hmm. You will be happier. You will be more tuned in with me and my spirit and the kingdom of God. If you do these things, it's actually better for, I'm not asking you to choose this thing that mm-hmm. sucks, mm-hmm. but in our head, we've, we've so bought the lie that wealth is good and something that I should try to pursue to have that the idea of having less of it feels like a sacrifice. And that, right. meanwhile, James is saying, woe to you. Yeah. Yeah, the, those first five five verses are direct and pointed and painful. Yeah, and scary. Yeah, I, I think too. So, so speaking of all that, there's two other things that just popped in my head in regard to that. For those people who look at their budget and it's not, oh, I just some some people and you you address these people, they don't have any money to give. Like mm-hmm. they're living paycheck to paycheck not sure how they're going to make ends meet this month living in the Bay area, which you said $32,000, which is well below the median, well below the poverty line, well below the poverty line. Uh, yeah. yeah. The median income is what, like 90 grand something or something. Like yeah. So what do you say to those people when they're faced with a message like what you just gave? I would say two things. Um, number one, if you look at, uh, God's heart throughout scripture, it is so clear that he is for the poor. Mm -hmm. And it is so clear that, uh, if those people are being taken advantage of either very, cause let's be clear, the overwhelming majority of these people are being taken advantage of Mm -hmm. in some ways that are very direct. Mm -hmm. Maybe they've got, or just by systems Mm -hmm. of injustice that it, that exist globally. That, that basically that the, the message that I hope, um, brings you some modicum of relief is that God is for you mm. and that the same things that break your heart breaks, break God's heart. Mm-hmm. And uh, what I, what I wish the answer was is like, just hold on. It's all going to get better. I don't know that. Yeah. I don't know whether or not having the income you need is just around the corner. I hope it is, but I know that if you back far enough up from the eternal story that God is telling you are okay. Mm-hmm. And, and I, that can sound really empty coming from someone who like right now I'm not worried about paying my bills. And so I want to, I want to communicate that with as much empathy and respect as I can, but that's what the Bible says. That's what I'm trying to communicate. And the second thing, back to what I was saying about the 10% thing, I think there are people in our church that should be giving 2% of their income Mm -hmm. because that is what's going. They are making great choices. They are doing everything they can to align themselves with the kingdom of God. And this is the real fact of the money that's in their bank account. Mm-hmm. And I think there are people in our church that should be giving 80% mm-hmm. of their income mm-hmm. because for the exact same reasons. Right. And so to that person, I would say, look at the story of the widow's might. Yeah. God is satisfied with your heart. So if you can align your heart with him, then, you know, his pleasure is in you. So. I, I wish I had a better answer because that doesn't solve any of the practical challenges that they face. But part of this whole following Jesus thing is believing that there's more to life than this right here. Mm-hmm. And on through that lens, I can say you're going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the people that are hurting you will have their day of reckoning. Hmm. Yeah. I think there's, there's definitely some hopefulness attached to what you had to say this weekend but also there was this word like floating around the whole time. And, and this might be a buzzword on the other side of some of the other buzzwords that you might've said, uh, 
what is how does responsibility play into all this fiscal responsibility sure. for someone who's got two percent to give sure. someone who's got 80 percent to give yeah m- me and you like yeah totally. what, what is what is res- fiscal responsibility or just wealth management or whatever look yep. like in light of what you had to share this weekend that's a great question and i wish i had a better answer but i'm not a financial planner and i don't have a system i'm mm-hmm. not um i know it matters yeah. a lot and i know that like if you look at the parable of the talents like god's really clear so the quick summary of the parable of the talents is that god gives three people money one of them buries it because he's afraid one of them kind of mismanages it and then one of them actually does something with it mm-hmm. and there's clear blessing on the person that does something with it and and to be clear i think that parable is less about yay for the smart guy who made money and it's more about how fear and sloth mm-hmm. can can cripple the the work of the kingdom of god um but it is clear that like i think i think for some of us wealth building can be a noble aim mm-hmm. if I don't even actually, as I'm saying that, I, well, I don't I, I know if that's, can, I, I, I think, I think wealth income can be a noble, can be a noble aim. Well, so part of the thing that I've been thinking about over the last month and y- you really caused me to wrestle with this and Amanda and I will have some great conversations about it this week is I, I desire deeply to be more generous. Like those, like, I just want, I want to be those people, yep. but not just like, Oh, I want to respond in one or two situations, but how do we give away more and not just, I don't want to be the person that's like, oh, I just want to make more so that I can give away more. You know what I mean? But, but that's probably how you feel. But yeah. Like I, I, feel. I feel like I would love to be, so I don't think it's, I don't think it's wrong. Yeah. If, if you're responsible with it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And it was, it was more just the, the phrase wealth building that mm-hmm. I was having trouble with in the moment. I don't think making a lot of money is wrong. I don't think, I think that, um, one thing I'm very convinced about, and I, one thing that back to the parable of the talents is that uh, I don't think you're going to be a different person when you're wealthy. I don't think you're going to be a better person than when you're, when you're wealthy. I don't think you're going to be a more generous person when you're wealthy. I think if anything, right. it's going to be the opposite. And so, yeah. and not just you, I mean, yes, you, cause no, you're I, a terrible I, person, I, but you know what I mean? No, but it's like the third time in like the last three beyond Sundays that I'm a terrible person has come up during this podcast. Well, Maybe so. just sit with that for a while. No. So <laughs> no, but what I, what I mean is um, I think that God is looking for people who are reflecting the values of his kingdom with what they have. Mm-hmm. And I would like to be able to trust you with more yeah. and show me, show me that. So I guess in response to that, if you are the type of person who, who wants to be Bill Gates, where he's giving away almost all of his money and he has so much mm-hmm. money. And to be clear, that's great. I'm glad he's giving away all this money. But this game of generosity is not a game that to be played by the rich. Right. It's, and it's not something you, 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 I'm going to make as much as I can. And well, I can either give that money away now, or if I invest it, then 20 years from now, it'll be worth even more. And then I can give it away. That is a trap. And when I talk about wealth building in my head and I sort of had that aversion to that word, that's what I'm talking Mm -hmm. about. And so we have to be generous right now in the process Mm -hmm. with whatever we have. And then maybe I mentioned this during the sermon, but that doesn't mean if you're generous now, guess what? A bunch of money's coming to you. Those promises are not in the Bible. Correct. And so, but it might mean that. Well, yeah. And either way, whether way. or not you have it or don't have it, yeah. you're going to be like tuned in to being a follower of Jesus. Yeah. And that's the life more abundant that was promised us in the first place. Yeah. I think that was, that's such a huge statement you made that, that generosity is not just a game 
for the wealthy. Yeah. Did you say that during your sermon? No, but you should. I will. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Next. No, it's so good because I think that's, we all do that. If I had more money, I'd give more away. Yeah. It's like, what are you doing with what you have right now? Right now. Yeah, totally. And even if you look, well, regardless of where in, you're cause at. It's tied in because you are wealthy, right? Yes. And so am I. Yes. But we are, but because we all buy the lie that we're not wealthy yet, like those two things are connected. Mm-hmm. Well, and the interesting thing is if you look at, and maybe we can wrap it up with this. If you look at the beginnings of Christianity, first 200 years, yep. poor, persecuted, all of that, their movement grew because of their generosity. 100%. People were like, oh my gosh, those Christians Look at the way they take who are care. getting ta- everything taken away from them are the most generous people that have ever walked the planet. Yeah. And I think, and then if you look at the story of Ananias and Sapphira, anything that threatened that generosity right. was an existential threat to the church. Yes, yeah, death, death. Like we we, we can't tolerate it here. No, because being generous is who we are. It's the only way this thing is going to grow. It's the only way we're going to look different enough that people want to be with us. Yeah, generosity is winsome, and I think this is the other thing that that I'm trying to embrace is that everybody knows this is broken. Mm. We all feel it. We all know the pursuit of wealth is empty. Mm-hmm. And so what would it look like if I could just, this is my question to myself and to Trisha, like what if we just modeled something different? Like I don't feel like right now, I have a ton of people in my life where I'm like, I wanna do it exactly like them mm-hmm. because they obviously are not playing the stupid game that I've been playing. Right. So my question to myself is like, what would it look like if I stopped playing the game? Mm-hmm. Because I don't think, like I said earlier, I don't think it would be this big sacrifice. I think it would be so attractive and winsome to people because they would say, oh, I can stop playing the game. Yeah. I didn't know we were allowed to do that. Right. Yeah. Man, well, great sermon this weekend. I think uh, I really, I really appreciated your, how transparent you were with the struggle you're on because I think a lot of us are on that same journey. And regardless of where we are with our wealth. It's the whole point. It doesn't matter. This is, yeah, this is... Uh, timely and appropriate and i appreciate it so cool thanks for thanks for what you did this week and all the all the hard work uh beyond that we're we're finishing beyond that beyond sunday we're finishing our series in james next week so don't miss that and uh hopefully you have a great week we love you guys talk to you soon